baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Too dang hot. It just is. The weather's too warm. Are you kidding? It's too hot. It's too hot. One day of 52 degrees is reason for celebration. Two weeks of 50s in what typically is the coldest two weeks of the year for us? I think it's not good. I mean, is there anything that makes you happy at all in life? Are you just... (laughs) Well, that's what I want to know from you guys. Which side of this are you on? Are you a combination of the two? 651-461-9226. On a personal level, like, it was nice today to have the door open and not immediately feel all of the parts of my body freezing. That was nice. When I walked to meet a friend for lunch today, I walked from one side of downtown Minneapolis to the other, and it was delightful. So that is good. Yes. But am I happy when I look at the 10-day forecast and see 45 tomorrow, 41 Friday, then 45, 45, 45, 47? It takes until next Friday to get back in the 30s. I feel a little weird about it. Why? Because it's not good. It's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be snowy and we're we're supposed to be able to have fun. What's the fun? What can you do in this weather? You can go outside without freezing stiff. Okay. This is great. And? And go for a walk and, and enjoy the sunshine and all the things that you can't do when there's six feet of snow on the ground. Yeah, I get it. You can't go snowshoeing. You can't go snowmobiling. I'm sorry for the folks that love that stuff. But it's one aberrant winter. One. Just one. Can we not just have one and just enjoy it? Why do we have to always apologize for enjoying warm Mm. January? Mm. Why are we calling this a wimpy winter? This isn't a wimpy winter. This is a fantastic winter. Enjoy it. It's warmer than it usually is. You're not freezing your face off when you go outside. You don't have to put 16 layers on. Just be happy. I can't. I can't do it. 651-461-9226. First text says, Jason complains more than Anthony Edwards. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you don't get fined like Ant did. (laughs) It is funny. I I think most people would not characterize me as a complainer. And yet, I mean, the text is not wrong. That is sort of what we're doing here. I'm enjoying our winter off from winter. I suppose, and and indeed, I've been struggling with this issue and honestly having a hard time getting a good answer from the experts. Is this simply the El Nino that we knew was, was coming? We knew it was coming. It's supercharged. Some are calling it a super El Nino. And so you're like, well, yeah, like last year we had 90 inches of snow, I don't think we're freaking out that like we're going to have 90 inches of snow forever. So why should I be nervous about the fact that we seem to have zero inches of snow? I don't know. 
The other reality is that our oceans are warmer and we're getting warmer winters. I mean, that's incontrovertible. You can say, like, well, it's all part of a, you know, and I, look, I don't want to conflate weather with climate, right? Like, I don't want mm-hmm. to say, okay, because the weather for two weeks is warm, that I'm worried about the climate. I guess I was worried about the climate. That's, separately from this weather. That's my point. We should be no more or less. So we don't have to apologize. Today. No, we don't. Are you sure? I am quite sure. I'm not. I'm quite sure. I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to be any more or less worried about the climate today than you were a month ago. I mean, we should be we concerned. Yes. But we shouldn't be any more concerned today because the difference today is a weather phenomenon, not necessarily All right. All right. indicative of climate. I, I sort of get that, but it also feels weird. Like on a, and maybe it's a, a failing as a human being where you look at what is right in front of us and it's hard not to overreact to it. Different isn't bad. Is this an abnormal winter? Yes. Can we still enjoy it? Absolutely. Well, not enjoying it isn't going to change anything. Exactly. But you're coming around, Jason. Keep coming. Keep coming. 651 what would Jason be doing differently today if there were snow and three degrees? There you go. Great question, Texter. Well, this was going to be the winter that I was going to snowshoe. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it with a straight face. You almost like did. I you believed do. it. You really I should. almost got through it, and you laughing at me <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> I'm sure you probably would have gotten out at some point and done so. And look, there's no reason to think that there won't be a snow event at some point. Here For sure. It's going March. to snow. Like, yeah. well, yes. So you can get out. And Statistically, just... we get, you know, what, 15 inches or 20 inches or so. It's over 20, I think, is an average. In those yeah. two months. Yeah. So uh, you got a shot and you'll be able to go. And maybe will you do as much snowshoeing as you might have done otherwise? Probably not. I mean, I'll get some in. It'll be okay. Truth be told, I will probably do the same amount of snowshoeing. (laughs) Which is once so you could say that you did it? How dare you? I mean, (laughs) you go, Dan, says the texter. Don't apologize. This winter is great. Exactly. I agree with the other uh, texter. Recently, your show has been opening with negativity. Hmm. Here's here's my response to that. Like, you guys got to get with the bit a little bit, okay? <laughs> if I'm going hardcore negative on, like, it's too warm or the names of the snowplows are dumb, we can all just have a good laugh, right? Like, that is not, like, that is not existential dread. Although, I guess maybe it's a little, is it a little bit <laughs> existential? It's just, like, it's not that negative. Should I come out to, you know what? Tomorrow's going to be all positivity. Yeah, absolutely and, it is. And Friday. It's Friday. How do you be negative on a Friday? Right. Usually Friday I come out positive about something. So next week, just as a test, I'm going to come out with a segment about how much I love something. Okay. And let's see how many people text and call in. How many people get excited? Man, I'm so glad Jason really had a great time at the Timberwolves game tonight. That's so cool. What, well, are, the, what are the odds we're going to remember this promise by Monday? Wow. You are familiar with my lack of remembering. Hence the question. <laughs> Phil is in Woodbury on the CCO Talk and text line 651-461-9226. Phil, happy about hey, this weather? Where are you at on this, my man? 
Oh, I just got on the freeway on 494, and hey, I've seen motorcycles. I've seen people with their tops oh, down in their cars. Man. Right now, I got the air conditioning. Yeah. I mean, I'm hot, you know? You are hot. I've always said that about you. <laughs> You're so funny, Jay. <laughs> it what would, hey, what would you be doing if there's snow in three degrees? What yeah. would you be doing? Pro- like, I'd be firing up my snowblower like that wonderful battery. I'd probably be trying to get some sort of get some sort of deal out of my snowblower manufacturer. Doing well, s- I keep telling you to come with a snowmobile, and we got an extra sled for you. See? I would be snowmobiling with you, Phil. If the weather were good. I'm telling you, we have an extra sled, and it's fast. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you, Phil. There goes Phil. We're going to take a break. More calls, more texts, and the debut of Jason's Sort of Good Question, where we take this question to the people. We'll play some of that when we come back on CCO. I love the warm weather. We're having so much fun. People are out on the golf courses. My friends over at Blue Plate Restaurant told me that the patios are open at Three Squares in Maple Grove and Free House in the North Loop. How about before you go to the Wolves game tonight? Perfect. Where you celebrate a win, you go sit on that patio. What could be better? You know, if I didn't know you were just... How'd I do? You're better? artificially doing this, I'd say you would come around. I, I can be convinced. I can be convinced. I'm not. I'm just a little trepidatious. I'm a little worried. I'm a little nervous. Why don't we debut sort of our callback to the days I was on TV back in the day, back when I was Mr. Positive, never complaining on the news, right? Nothing but joy. I did a segment for 10 years called Good Questions. They still do it at Channel 4. My friends Jeff Wagner and uh, Kirsten Mitchell are do- Kirsten Mitchell are doing it. And so uh, I asked them, I'm like, you're not going to be offended if I borrow a little bit of good question. And, of course, I asked them after I had already done it, so I didn't really care what they thought. And so we present to you sort of good question. Do you feel like you have to apologize for liking a 50-degree day in January? Heck no! The weather today, again, it's like in the 40s, it's going to be 50. Uh, She's mild. Should we be concerned that it's going to be 50 degrees in January? Yes. It is a little concerning to have 50 degrees in January. Yeah, I'll admit, that's a little concerning. But, I mean, I like it. What do you think about this winter we're having? Well, for me... As an old lady, it's very nice because I don't have to worry about falling in the ice. I haven't had to scrape my car. I haven't had to scrape my car. I haven't scraped ice off my vehicle one time this year. Are you concerned about, like, the climate implications of this? I mean, yeah, every single day. Is this the end of... Global (laughs) warming? Global warming. Is this the end of society? Are we done? Not yet. I have a theory that Minnesotans don't really like the snow. Yeah. They pretend... Yeah. Because it makes us... It's different. Yeah. We're different. We're tough. I don't think we're that tough. I don't think we're that tough either, but from the outside, people have to think we are to live here. It's a narrative we tell ourselves. (laughs) My snowblower has not been activated. And he is a Toro rep, so... That's that's right. Let me tell you about that (laughs) battery-operated snowblower. It would be really nice if I could use it. 
But his lawnmower company loves him right now because he's going to have that thing out in about two weeks. I may need to mow. 50s in January is a brand new definition of bold north, don't you think? That's what my friend Blois Olson just texted me. I like this definition. Yeah, come on. You've got to <laughs> like this better than the two-degree Super Bowl we were trying to pitch well, bold way north better, and everybody way better, was freezing better, their tails off. For sure, way this better. This is way better. I roofed for 13 years, uh, says one of our textures. All year round, we learn not to complain about the weather. It's too cold, too windy, too rainy, too hot. Nothing you can do. You just got to get the job done. There you go. And that's what I'm saying. We can both be concerned about the climate and enjoy the fact that it's warmer in January in Minnesota. Because worrying. Can you, though? But Yes, if you're you can. Jo- I'm telling you, you can. It's absolutely possible because if you spend a bunch of time worrying about the climate extra over your normal, hey, the climate's kind of in trouble here. We need to do something, which you should be concerned about any other time. If you spend more time just because it's warmer, you're missing out on enjoying the warmth. I mean, it's muddy. The ice oh, castles are melting. Come on. In, in 20 minutes out on Nicollet Mall by the Four Seasons Hotel, they've got the Great Northern Festival, a festival designed to celebrate the Winter Carnival, sure. the Pond Hockey Tournament, the, the chill of Minnesota. And, and the Great Northern people are, are plodding on. But they have a 200-foot-long ice bar, a, a bar constructed for long they don't. out of blocks of ice. Today is National Hot Chocolate Day. <laughs> from, I, I did see that and thought that was rather ironic. From 4 to 7, Caribou Coffee is going to be You can enjoy hot, hot chocolate, chocolate at 50 degrees. I suppose. Like, you don't have to worry de- about your fingers getting frozen. Still delicious. It's very, very funny. Very funny. The See now uh, you're smiling, you're feeling better about life. <laughs> as crabby as when you walked in. Come on. Yeah. Uh one texture says enjoy a sunrise, sunset walk. Yeah. That'd be great. Only downside is muddy dog feet, says John in St. Paul. Probably true. But again, I would ask, would you trade the muddy dog feet for two degrees and freezing your tail off? And the dog not wanting to go outside because it was too dang cold. So I I would like can I order up what I want? No, that's not, literally not how weather works at all. You can't. As <laughs> much as people try, you just can't. For those of us who have lived, do you think there's an age difference in the people who worry about this or the people who are worrying, the younger people who are worrying more about climate change generally and then they feel, or is it just that the younger People are delicate little snowflakes and worry about saying anything without someone being offended. I don't know. I mean, within the in the uh, the good question bit that we played there, the youngest person that you talked to was, yeah. yeah, I'm a little worried, but you know, I like it. I think that's fairly representative. It's just the loudest people, you think? I just yeah, the people that just love to complain about stuff that can't be happy. Yeah, I don't know anybody like that, but I am with Jason, says a texter. I think this will be the norm rather than the outlier going forward. This is a taste of the future. That is where, like, my concern is. Like, I can enjoy one day. I can enjoy three days. And I don't apologize for that. I I don't uh, think that we need to be upset when it's, you know, oh, we didn't get a snowy winter. I'm fine with that. But but. A couple months ago when I did a segment where I said I would prefer to not have snow, like I didn't really mean it. 
Like, I didn't think it it's was going to make it. I didn't think you I had that it. power. But I all, like, 20 would be fine. 25, 30, that'd be fine. That'd be, like, a little above normal, right? That'd be fine. One, you have to remember that normal temperatures aren't what we no, usually get. Oh, I know, I know. It's an average. Okay, that's the first. Oh, thing. now you're gonna go math. I know, on it. I know. Math doesn't care about oh, your feelings. I used Sorry. to do this to the weather people all the time. Like the so way you we can't get complain about it now. Yeah, if you don't were doing do it, it to me. The way we get to average is from some high, some low. Yes, but we're not getting the low. We're not getting the low this this it's like year. a month. And yes, going forward, could this be more representative of a normal situation given the climate change? Yeah, and that's a problem, and we can yeah. worry about that. Yeah. And say, you know what? I can't change it today, so I'm just going to enjoy the fact that it's 53 degrees outside. <laughs> there is that. I don't right. have to wear the heavy coat and scrape off okay. the car. It's okay to just enjoy it as long as you're also paying attention to the bigger picture. Yes. Like if I – We can do both. If I go for a walk and stop to take a picture like by a solar panel, like does that does that balance it out? Like I'm having some fun and like is that okay? I don't know. Are the solar panel company going to pay you? How we, what's the angle here? <laughs> Lots of good texts here. Lots of good texts. The weather has been manipulated by the Biden administration, Taylor Swift, and the Pentagon to undermine capitalism by melting the ice bar and making lakes unsafe for resorts to make their living from ice fishing. It's all. It's all. I think that's right. To steal the election. I think you're on. It had a little winky smiley face. Don't worry. You don't have to respond to that by freaking out. It is three thirty. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. And we are at the end of a month where a lot of people have been experimenting with uh, less drinking or no drinking, a damp January or dry January. There's a local nonprofit that's been uh, talking about the importance uh, of drinking nothing, uh, especially when you're talking about pregnant women. Really a big month for them in drawing attention to this issue, and we wanted to shine a light on it as well. So we'll meet the executive director of the Proof Alliance here in Minnesota in just a minute here on Drive Time. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So many people this month experimented with going dry. Dry January was, I think, the biggest I've seen it uh, ever. As friends of mine, probably friends of yours, maybe you, experimented with not drinking. The idea of this month, you know, one month of not drinking is... uh, if that's a path you want to go down, outstanding. If that's not a path you want to go down, uh, that's fine, too, I think. But being aware of issues around alcohol and the fact that you, uh, you know, are making a choice that may put you or others at risk, I think is a valuable message this month. And that's why we asked the executive director of Proof Alliance, Molly O'Brien, to come in and talk with us, because the work that Proof is doing um, I think it's so important, especially in a time where pregnant women have m- maybe adopted a more permissive al- 
uh, alcohol attitude, then certainly I remember 16 to 18 years ago when my wife was pregnant. We are going through this, Molly. Thanks for coming in. You bet. Thanks for having us, Jason. Have um, you noticed that shift in attitudes out there? You know, I think we need a shift in attitude. You know, mm. we're really trying to get the word out that, um, you know, Proof Alliance certainly isn't against uh, alcohol by right, any means. Right. Um, but pr- we really promote alcohol-free pregnancies um, because there's a risk that that can cause something called fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, which affects up to 1 in 20 kiddos. So That's a lot. It's in every classroom, Jason. Yeah. I feel, correct me if you feel differently, but I feel like there was a time that we talked about this a lot. Like that was a, that was a legitimate discussion and concern. Like I, oh, I don't want, I don't want my baby to have fetal out. And I feel like now you see more, well, it's okay. Like it's all right to have a little drink or it's all right. Or the doctors aren't as convinced. Uh, and that makes me a little nervous that that people seem to have more of like a laissez-faire attitude about about it. Yeah, well, here here's the thing. You know, it's a complex public health issue hmm. uh, because people may know uh, not to drink during pregnancy, but it's not always that easy to stop, right? Especially if you have oh, an alcohol use disorder. Very fair. Um, and yeah. sometimes we don't know if we're pregnant uh, for, gosh, a few weeks or maybe even a few months. So hmm. not drinking during pregnancy, but also while we're trying, that's really important. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you're right. Because there, there is that lag time, right, That uh, between not knowing. And is there science at that time can can cause damage to the child? There is lots of science out there. And what we know is that uh, research has been um, unable to identify a safe threshold for alcohol exposure. But what they, there is agreement upon is that there's no safe amount, no safe time, and no safe kind of alcohol during pregnancy. Mm. So the safest choice is an alcohol-free pregnancy. Uh, we are talking with Molly O'Brien, the executive director of Proof Alliance. My uh, friend Steph Shimp over at Blue Plate Restaurant Company, they had a partnership with uh, Proof Alliance with your organization during Dry January. Tell us, tell us what that was about. We had so much fun with the Blue Plate Company in in during Dry January. My favorite restaurant of theirs is, of course, the Groveland Tap in uh, my neighborhood. Nice. Been going there for thirty years. You now know how old I am. <laughs> um, but we featured a two month long campaign with Blue Plate, where we provided education on the drink menus about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, custom coasters, mocktail sampling, um, and it was really you know an opportunity to engage patrons uh, to to learn about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. It's characterized by a wide range of physical, mental, cognitive, behavioral, and neurodevelopmental impacts. It's a lifelong brain injury, and there's no cure. Part of what I like with your approach and the Proof Alliance approach is, look, this is tough stuff to talk about, right? It, uh, As you said, if you're uh, struggling to stop drinking, uh, getting this message can be challenging. If you're Maybe you're not in this zone. You're like, well, why are they being such a buzzkill or why? You know, it can be very heavy messaging. But Proof Alliance, and part of that, like you changed your name to Proof, right, Uh, years ago. So it's part of this trying to make this message, uh, you know, approachable for people. Absolutely. 
You know, and, and you bring up the word approachable. And I think, you know, one of the toughest places to have this conversation um, is in the medical exam room with patients, right? Uh-huh. So health systems are in a really uniquely position to educate uh, people about the risks of alcohol use during pregnancy. So we're working across 15 states and 57 systems throughout the nation to educate those mm. clinicians about how to have those tough conversations and screen um pregnant people for alcohol use and get them the care they need and train pediatricians about screening kiddos for fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and getting them connected to the the diagnosis and treatment they need. So we're we're partnering with uh, lots of different uh, systems across the country to provide that that key training. Um, This this, um, FASD impacts there's not anyone in community that isn't impacted. It's a certainly a woman's health issue relative to um, alcohol consumption. Sure. But this impacts every single person indirectly or directly across our, our, our community. Do you think sort of the discussions we have during dry January about alternatives, the fact that there are delicious mocktails out there, there are so many products now from alcohol-free wines, spirits, you can get a local craft beer that is alcohol-free. Does that, do you, do you see a positive of that as far as the overall mission of what you're trying to do? You bet, right? Yeah. Make the right choice, the easy choice. You can go to any restaurant now, pick up a menu, and there's usually mocktails available. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's great for people just to have the, the easiest path, right? Because you have, uh, if you're a pregnant woman, you have enough stress in your life already. And then adding this, like, it, I, I'll just, you know, a brief story. My, when my wife was pregnant, we went to a, a place called Town Talk Diner, which doesn't exist anymore. And the bartenders there uh, created drinks for her with more care than the drinks they were making for me. And I was a customer for life. I'm like, I tell you, like that, you know, as a supportive husband, that just gave me such joy. And I think you're seeing more of that in the marketplace and less of people looking at a woman who's pregnant saying like, oh, you know, don't you think you're in the third trimester? You can have something now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And prevention is certainly, you know, something that we're partnering with lots of organizations to do. The other thing Proof Alliance does is provides programming to care and support families who have been affected by an mm. FASD. So we provide. How training. does that show up? Like what is when you look at what FASD does to a person? Like what what happens? Sometimes there can be facial features that are, are um, you know, easy to recognize, but in most cases, it can appear as kind of an invisible disability. Hmm. So that's what makes it really uh, tough. Um, but what we do know is uh, people living with an FASD. Um, like, does that does that balance it out? Like, I'm having some fun, and like, is that okay? I don't know. Are the solar panel company going to pay you? How we? What's the angle here? <laughs> Lots of good text here. Lots of good text. The weather has been manipulated by the Biden administration, Taylor Swift, and the Pentagon to undermine capitalism by melting the ice bar and making lakes unsafe for resorts to make their living from ice fishing. It's all. It's all. I think a that's plot right. To steal I the election. think you're on. It had a little winky smiley face. Don't worry. You don't have to respond to that by freaking out. It is three thirty. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. And we are at the end of a month where a lot of people have been experimenting with uh, less drinking or no drinking, a damp January or dry January. There's a local nonprofit that's been uh, talking about the importance uh, 
of drinking nothing, uh, especially when you're talking about pregnant women. Really a big month for them in drawing attention to this issue, and we wanted to shine a light on it as well. So we'll meet the executive director of the Proof Alliance here in Minnesota in just a minute here on Drive Time. Hey, Dan, it's good to see you. Uh, you uh, been doing any travel? How's the family? Things good? The preceding <laughs> was Drive Time with the Russia Theater with community theater stars Dan Cook and Jason DeRussia. Thank you. Acting! Brilliant! Um, Dan, you went to the dentist and the hygienist today. I went to the dentist today. Now, I want to precede all of these forthcoming comments with Mm -hmm. this. My dentist, Dr. Lee Lira, City's Dental Group in Plymouth. Excellent individual. Takes Uh great care of me. Love the man to death. Big baseball fan, so you know he's a quality human being. Okay. And and his hygienists are all wonderful people with, I'm sure, good hearts and good intentions. And I and I say this again with nothing but love and respect in my heart. But there needs to be a dental office somewhere where the rule is the hygienist doesn't talk to you at all. <laughs> get the medical information, get whatever like specifics you need. Uh-huh. But from then on, no talking, none, zero, nothing. It is the weirdest phenomenon. Because never are you in a worse position yeah. to have a conversation. Yeah. And when I go to the dentist, it's the same thing. Are there ways we could fix this besides like a, a no talking cleaning? Like no, that? I just think that's, that should be the rule. Look, I, and it was even one of those things where the guy, this is the first time I've had this particular hygienist today. And again, wonderful human being, yeah. much respect. And it was a lot of, okay, now I'm going to do this and now I'm going to do this and now I'm – it's kind of like when the pilot tells you, you know, I'm going to take her up to whatever. You know, this is a Seinfeld bit, right? I'm going to take it up to 15000 and then we're going to take a left over the Rockies. You know what? Can you just end up on the place on the ticket? I, I, whatever you're going to do to my teeth, just do. I, you know, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. You've got the stuff in my, yeah. you know, the the, the, right. the mirror, the whole thing. The, whatever you got to do, just do whatever you got to do. I don't, I don't need the play-by-play. I really don't. They're just trying to be friendly. I'm, and I know, and I love them for that, and, and that's great. I like to have a conversation, as you know. It's hard in that moment. <laughs> and then you try to get out your statement, yeah. like after they vacuum, they hoover out your yeah. mouth, and you're like, talk, 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 and then you're, you're like, so, everything's slow, I want you to get back to it. Like, you have a little too much, like, either have not enough or too much spit in your mouth. Yeah, no. You yeah, know, I just, you know. Like I said, get whatever medical information you need out of the way right out of the gate, and from then on, no talk. You can request a quiet Uber. I know some hair salons have certain appointments where it's no jibber-jabber, so you don't have to feel the pressure to Just talk saying, in that moment. Dennis might want to look into that. I think you're I, I think you're onto something. Texture says the hygienist is almost always a real weirdo. <laughs> this hygienist was a wonderful <laughs> human being. It's not true. It's not true. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.